Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sam motherfucking Burns. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> what a win. A win for the Spencinator. Two in a row on my card. What do you okay. have to say for yourself? I, I, I'm going to let mm. you pat yourself on the back here, but uh, you had him top tenning. Well, he was one of my three golfers, so I don't give a fuck. No, I respect that, but, like, what is up with us not being able to pick a winner? Or we pick a winner, they top ten. We pick a top ten, they win. Oh, I'm uh, My winner just won the PGA Championship, but. Your audio got a little quiet, but that's fine. My just won the PGA Championship, so I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, well, we'll get into it here in a bit. We'll get into the Charles Schwab challenge or is that what it was called yeah the challenge but we got a few other things to talk about first uh first of all how how was your week man how like we had the dnvr spring scramble absolute banger of a tournament we had so many sponsors out there we had uh black brew and mechanical trevor my buddy uh he sponsored a whole we had breckenridge brewery out there with a bunch of free brews and I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but I don't give a shit. There is hard sodas now uh, that Breck has as one of their like seltzer type deals. And I saw those packages like hard sodas. Are they good? Oh, my God. The root beer is really solid, but I'm a big root beer guy. And the cold, I've tried all of them now. The orange cream is really good. But just like the fact that like we found those and Breck just gave us those to give out at the tournament is like and nobody really knows or even exists is kind of an issue. Um, but shout out to Breck Brew. I won't get into their marketing department scenario, but shout out to them for giving us a whole cooler. Shout out to Scott Banks and Ranch Rider. Uh, they brought a whole tequila, 
Paloma, all their, all their awesome drink mixtures out. And those were on the third hole, which was my third hole. And I had like half a Bloody Mary left and I got like the sea salt and vodka ranch rider. And then I just mixed it with my Bloody Mary. And I was gone by the end of the fifth hole after I solo eagled the fifth hole by myself. No big deal. So uh, eagled the fifth hole by yourself. That's a little redundant, but well, uh, so okay. just, just for everybody's information, I was not able to play um, due to scheduling restraints on my end. It was nobody's fault, but mine scheduling um, restrictions. Yeah. I mean, scheduling I was restrictions. We can't broadcast this in your area. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I had to teach lessons all morning in square men's league and, Spencer's all drunk by one o'clock and I'm like sober and just tired and kind of ready to go home. And Spencer gives me this look. He's got this look in his eye and I just want to punch him right between his fucking right between those fucking big old googly drunk eyes he's got going on on a Friday. I was like, oh, this is not what I want right now. But it seemed like everybody had a blast there. It, honestly, everybody didn't really get as drunk at, this time as they did last time at the value fun, I feel like um, there's definitely still some drunk people. Shout all out my friends, all my friends. Yeah. yeah all the Spencer's friends. the whole gang's here. And that's Spencer's friends right here. Um, now a, a few Spencer's friends definitely got a little too intoxicated, but you know, that's a, that's a Friday golf tournament. It's a charity event or not necessarily a charity event, but a fun scramble. And it's just, a party with your boys and your girls. Yeah, I think, God, like, dude, I think somebody just lit a bomb off in my neighborhood. Uh oh. That was fucking wild. Either that or a huge fucking firework. Well, it's not wow. 4th of July, but it is Memorial Pe- Day. And I people are podcasting. Mention, uh, Please, I do want to mention, uh, uh, thank you to all those that sacrificed their lives in order for us to have the freedoms we have today. So, uh, absolutely. Thank you to everybody that has served in the military currently serving. Um, Wayne we are big, we are big America people. So we, we really appreciate, uh, people sacrificing their freedom for us to be able to sit here and act like jackasses on the internet and do it in peace. Exactly. I mean, other than, other than whatever just happened outside my window. Um, I don't yeah. know how peaceful that is, but yeah, other than that, a car, a car backfiring, but going back to the drunk people at the tournament, um, I rolled in. So for those of you guys, uh, obviously most of you know, now, if you've listened to this pod before, if you're new, welcome, uh, we're both golf professionals, not professional golfers. There's a very big difference. Look it up on Google and it'll tell you, but so as golf professionals, like I'm always the first one there at pretty much every day when I, that I work, like I'm. I like to be the first person in to the course. No one around. I like to get some shit done. First person to leave. First person to leave too. Oh, I, I have this like in internal clock where if I'm not the first person there, like whoever else is there working that's there before me, I have to leave after them. Like if I'm the first one there though, I have no problem just bouncing. Like I'm going to do tomorrow to you mid tournament. I'm going to leave at like 11 o'clock. So yeah. I have no problem with that though. When I'm the first one there, I open the doors, do that, whatever. So but, wait, you're, you're bouncing tomorrow, but then Wednesday you're upset with me for bouncing on you. Uh, because I don't have the proper staffing on Wednesday and I scheduled you till three for a reason, but we'll I don't get have this. the proper staffing on Tuesday, but you do. It's a 60. 60- okay. We're going to get into it. This <laughs> off air after we finish recording this podcast, but what a so, treat. 
so Saturday morning, we roll in for another scramble. And the Valley of Fun, we had quite the week. We had CGA qualifier on Monday, last Monday, after the snow melted. We had a girls' high school regional on Tuesday. We had our women's league Wednesday. We had our men's league Thursday. We had a DNVR spring scramble Friday. And we had the ham and egg Saturday. So it was quite the week for attorneys out at the Valley of Fun. But anyway, so I like being the first one there. And nothing pisses me off more and pisses either of us off more than when we open the shop or the first one at the pro shop of the day and you pull into the parking lot and there's already cars there waiting for you. It's immediate. Oh. It's an immediate stress factor, like stress factor on a million. I, my blood's already boiling that I'm at work that early and then it makes it 10 times worse. So you got some fucking idiot waiting outside the pro shop with their bag already on a cart waiting for you. 100%. To give them the key. So I roll in Saturday morning and I was like, God damn it. There's like four cars already there. And I, I felt like I was pretty early, but I was like, we have a tournament. Like, I don't know why these people are showing up two hours early to hit balls. Like we didn't have any 6 a.m. tea times. And I realized it was just all my friends' cars from the night before. And that made turn my anger into an immediate feeling of happiness inside that just all my friends got so blitzed at the tournament that they couldn't drive home. Yeah, and, and good for them to uh, not get behind the wheel after they so so visibly were not able to drive. That's just a good judgment call on their part. So that's uh, a really, really good call. A lot of respect to them for not that, for not putting themselves themselves or somebody else in harm. So uh, don't definitely not a, a drinking and driving advocate, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. But yeah, it was nice to see all those cars in the parking lot and have it be my friends. Yeah, it um, fucked me up too because I got there like just before 6 a.m. too. And I was like, how is there possibly six cars in the parking lot? Because it just, there's some mornings where I can, I kind of expect there to be a few cars in the lot. But that was a morning having a tournament at eight o'clock. I was like, there's no way people are just warming up. Fuck, getting here two hours early to warm up for this, this thing. Like, if they're, if there is that many people warming up, then we've got an issue because that's you're just doing a little too much at that point. Oh, 100 percent. And this morning I pulled in about 530 and I had a car like within 100 feet right behind me rolling in and it just made, oh. it just made me so. Oh, I was and then they like stare at you when you get out of your car and like walk down. Yeah. And, I and I'm like, don't look this. at me. The doors are not unlocked yet. Yeah. I've got all this shit I'm carrying down. And this guy's just like sitting in his car waiting for his buddy to show up. I was like, oh, I just don't want to deal with this. Ugh. But anyway, so. And it was also not to mention, it was probably also like 39 degrees at that point. Yeah, it wasn't great out. It was not great out today or early, but then it got really nice. And now it's like stellar, stellar Speaking afternoon. Speaking of the weather, though, I almost made a grave mistake because I was going to go to Home Depot and get flowers today to plant because I'm just such a dad um, that I I wanted to like plant some flowers out in my I usually get like a hanging basket and then I have like one uh, planter box, I guess you would call it that I put right on my front patio and for those of you who think I'm like responsible enough to water that shit, uh, my hanging basket got killed last year by me. I forgot to water it. And the only reason the planter box survived was because I had my landscaper put automatic irrigation into the box. So it got watered every day without me needing to do it. Um, but anyways, I wanted to do it again this year. And I literally got two minutes away from my house 
And I was like, this is the stupidest fucking mistake I've ever made. Like, there's no chance I'm walking into Home Depot. It gave me anxiety just thinking about how busy Home Depot is going to be on a day like today. So I think I dodged a bullet there. I legitimately took a U-turn, like didn't, didn't even get out of Elizabeth and U-turn back towards Elizabeth. So just oh, a big old waste blew- of about 15 minutes. Yeah, you just blue balls your Home Depot trip because you didn't want to deal with all the... I'll do it next Monday. Dude, that shit stresses me out. Like, do you get anxiety about going places before you're even there? Oh, uh, yeah, to work every day. <laughs> I just spit my drink out all over myself. But, yeah, it's very relatable. <laughs> Honestly, work, though, is one of those things where it's worse when you're not there. We've discussed this. Maybe not on the podcast, but work is actually better when you're there and you're doing things. The thought of it's terrible. Like, I can't tell you how many times just today, today is my Sunday, I've thought about, ways that I can somehow survive in life without a job. Just you, every week. You ever that's start like reasoning? Like, yeah. Like you're like, well, I'm just going to buy a van, sell my possessions, moved to Nepal. Like, I don't know. There's so many, that was kind of a, a wedding crashers quote, but there's some days where I'm like, how can I possibly survive the rest of my life without somehow working and bringing in money? Because that sounds pretty fucking ideal, but it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't yeah, work you, like that. You are right, though. It, it's way worse to sit there and think about it than it is to actually like, go in and be working. But Much rather uh, be about it. So funny story from this morning at work. So I get there. It's like 530 and the phone rings. And I'm like, oh, God, like I shouldn't answer this. Like, I have What usually- person? I'm just I'm sorry, but what person thinks it's OK to call a business? at 5 30 in the morning on a holiday okay well well you'll uh first of all you're gonna put the pieces together for yeah you'll you'll understand it a little more once the story's over but funny also real quick why do you laying there like you're on casting couch right now uh because i got now i got this we got a new couch today so now okay big news now i have two couches in my office two sleeper couches sounds less like an office it's more like a, yeah, it's more like a frat house right now in here, but waiting on this other couch to get sold. Hopefully Facebook marketplace hooks it up. And somebody this other house it. or you say house or couch couch. Okay. But either way, I just like, like laying on it. Like, I don't feel like sitting up. I don't really have a table. You, you have this desk now and you're all big shit. So good for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> got a desk and a computer and you're 27 years old. Oh, but, fuck. So story within a story funny uh oh boy packed about a, for this one jesus yeah, but get your listening ears on so it's a holiday right but i had like three people call and ask if the golf course was open that's what golf courses are for is fucking holidays that's what we do like i had every year this happens where they're like are you open on a holiday yes we are it's not i mean it's okay christmas is a different story especially in colorado i don't know what other courses do on christmas when you're in like a warm weather state but Yes, this is the fucking point. That's why when you're off work, you go golfing. This is even better. I had one of our cart kids text me last week and ask if we were open because it's Memorial Day. Oh, my God. And I had her on the schedule. So (laughs) she felt the need to text me. And I was like, yeah, we're open every holiday except for Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, we're open and it's actually one of the busier days. So you better not. Yeah, like it, we're the opposite of like the post office. 
but exactly. not exactly. Federal, well, anyway, federal holidays are just not a thing for us. So bringing this story back to the, its roots. So it's five thirty. This guy calls, and I'm like, God damn it! Like I normally don't answer the phone before six when I'm in there because I like try to get my shit done. I just love but staring I, at it ringing. But I was like, dude, get, I can't do it. I like sometimes it's so hard for me, especially if I know who's calling. Oh, me. dude, I eat that shit up. Somebody will call five fifty nine, and I'll stare at it. And then once it flips to six, if that phone's still ringing, I'll pick it up. You're such a bum. Uh, <laughs> but so you have to li- you have to set boundaries. Everybody has boundaries. You have to lay out boundaries with people. That is fair. So I answered it, and the guy goes. Hey man, what's up? Do you what, what tea times you got around 10 today? And I was like, Oh my god, okay. This guy's clearly has no fucking clue. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, how many players, man? He's like, Oh, just a single, probably actually probably two players. And I said, Well, I've got I've got a 337 or whatever we had, like the first opening of the day late in the afternoon. And he goes, he goes, What about earlier? And I was like, Oh, here we go. Like, this is the typical phone call. And I said, I got a 730. And he's like, I really can't make it there by 7:30 and I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? Like how far in away Wyoming? Are you? Yeah, I was like, how far away are you that you can't make it here in 2 hours? Like, I don't blame you if you don't want to drive 2 hours, but you called. So you are clearly want to play here. And so he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll make it work. Just put me in for that 7:30." And I'm like, "All right, cool. What's your last name?" He's like, "I didn't think y'all be busy today, man. I'm a regular out there." And I'm like, "Well, first of all, I don't know who you are, so you're not a regular because I live out there." And second of all, what do you mean you didn't think we'd be busy? It's a fucking holiday. I said, it's, it's a holiday, bro. And I was finally like pretty, pretty annoyed with this entire transaction. But so he makes the tea time for 730. I ask him his name. He says he's a regular. He's not even in our new system, which is now almost two years old. So I was like, okay, you're not a regular. You're just blowing smoke up my ass. But here you go. I'll put your name in. What's your email? Great, great, great. You're in 730. So. At about 6.20, the guy calls back, and he's like, hey, man, did I talk to you earlier? I was like, yeah, you got the tea time for 7.30, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, but you, you don't open till 8.30. And I'm like, what the fuck are you Is talking about? Is this Wisconsin? <laughs> Close. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? I've been here since 5.30. We call. You talk to me on the phone. We're open. He's like, the gate's locked. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have a fucking gate. What course are you at? <laughs> He's like, Spring Valley. Spring Valley Golf Course. I'm like, what state are you in? He's like, Texas. I'm like, you're at the wrong fucking place. And he just he just hung he just hung up. <laughs> oh my God, that's too good. It was fucking great. I was like, oh, you're an idiot. All right. I didn't cool. know there was one in Texas. We should uh do you know what we should do at some point a pod subject would be review all of the rank all the Spring Valley golf clubs in America. Oh man, but I think we'd have to play him to fairly rank him, you know. Well, I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty funny to just look at him on Yelp and fucking be a be judge of him. Just throw some unnecessary shade. I don't uh, I don't like that. You're not in that kind of business. I did look up the Spring Valley in Wisconsin and I think their green fees are still like twelve dollars. No shit. So that place is either a turd. Well, it probably is a turd, but then they're also living in the stone age of golf where, Oh God, I hurt my back today doing yard work. I'm so fucking old. Uh, yeah, I think they're a little bit in the stone age, but I think somebody called me one day and goes, 
it doesn't say your your green like they asked me the green fees and I told them like it doesn't say it's that expensive on your website and it, they were on a different website they were not on Spring Valley Elizabeth Colorado is Spring Valley in Wisconsin. Oh yeah. Immediately. When somebody's like says something that you can kind of tell is just not our course. I'm like, Oh God damn it. Like, like yeah. there's a lady, lady trying to figure out her women's league scores. And she's like, I'm on the website and there's just no spot for it. And I was like, what website are you at? She's like spring Valley golf course.com. I'm like, well, that's not us. <laughs> so you're going to have to go to golfclub.com and then call me back in two minutes when you can't figure out the next step. Oh, work treats. Well, should we move on and talk a little PJ tour? Yeah, let's do it. Um, first, though, I want to tell everybody how I've been winning money uh, currently the last two weeks, having Sam Burns in the top 10 and having Justin Thomas as a big dub last week at the PGA Championship. And that's with the best sports book in the world, DraftKings Sportsbook. So the NBA playoffs are still going on. We are now into the finals um, and we've got a great finals matchup. Finally, we had a good close nba game uh it's been it feels like it's been 84 years since well it also took it took like 45 minutes for it to get close oh 100 but you kind of knew it was like you kind of knew that like being game seven that every each team was gonna like give its all since they were uh, you know about to be eliminated but yeah i think i can say i I can speak for both of us when i say we were both rooting for the heat 100 percent but DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So you can bet $5 on any team to win and you're getting $150 in free bets if they do. And you can turn small bets into big paydays with the same game parlays, picking Steph Curry's over in points in the finals, Marcus Smart's over in steals. Uh, I wish he could, Kyle Lowry, you could do over in flops because that guy is just like a fish all the time, just flopping around. Watching that game last night, that was no joke. The Didn't he get chunked, too? He's thick, yeah. They, they, I heard Udonis Haslam saying something about the Heat have, like, a 5% body fat rule, and that clearly Kyle Lowry, they maybe just took the body fat from his calf or something, because <laughs> if that guy's 5% body fat, then I'm fucking 0% body fat and feeling really good about myself. Um, hey, but you thick, guys, there's nothing wrong with a good thick king. No, absolutely not. So you can combine all those bets, which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and get an even bigger payout with one bet. So make sure you're downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook, following us on Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod and getting those DraftKings Sportsbook picks of the week from the Big Bet Energy guys. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR, and you're betting $5 on any NBA team to win their game and getting $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Real also, quick, Spen- to- real quick um, give me your, just give me your first reaction prediction of the NBA Finals. Uh, I'm going to say Warriors in six. Okay, so you – I yeah, think it's going to go Warriors, two at home, Celtics, one uh, one at home. They're going to go back to Golden State. The Celtics are going to somehow win game five, and then they're going to go back to Boston. Everybody thinks the Celtics are going to make it to a game seven, and then the Warriors are going to win game six in Boston. Yeah, fuck, all over the I, I don't like the Warriors, but they're just – 
it seems they're like they're so deep like every single like one dude has a bad night and three other dudes just have a great night it's it is the most frustrating thing to watch if you're not a fan of them um like andrew wiggins is somehow emerging as a star and i mean he was in the all-star game so it's not like he's totally under the radar but he was the number one overall pick bro okay but relatively speaking i mean he's he, he hasn't been that good like the warriors kind of got him somewhat on the cheap didn't they yeah, they well, they yeah, they made a trade from D'Angelo Russell. Agent. Yeah, but I will say that the one team that if you're like, well, the Boston's team defense and they're just defense in general is incredible. So I feel good about that for them. But I feel like if there's one team, take away the overall team defense. I mean, they have the defensive player of the year. But as far as like guards and wings that can guard Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, I feel like Boston with like, Derek White, they got Robert Williams, they've got Jason Tatum, they've got Jalen Brown, they've got Marcus Smart. Like, I feel like if there's a team that can guard the Warriors, it's the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, but the the, the fact of the matter is, to counteract your point, sometimes the Warriors are just flat out unguardable. Oh, like, yeah. Unless you let them not touch the ball. I'm not saying if, they will guard these guys. No, I feel you. But a team I, that can, it's the Celtics. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're elite defensively versus the Warriors who are elite offensively. So I just want to see a good finals. I really don't give a shit. Um, I just want to watch hockey. Let's, let's be real here. Uh, we haven't really gotten into it, but Avs are in the Western conference finals for the first time since 2002, which is pretty, which yeah, I can't roll my R's for shit, but it's pretty wild to think that I was seven and Spencer was nine at the time or eight at the time. uh, The last time we went to the Western conference finals, but we are out there. We are playing Edmonton, which I don't want to get a, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we are clearly the better team um, all around. They have the best player in the league and Connor McDavid. Uh, but I think the avalanche top to bottom are just, are just better overall. Yeah, absolutely. When real quick, before we move from balls to pucks, I want to talk about some other type of balls and that's your balls, my balls and over 4 million men who are using manscaped. So make sure you go over and check out manscaped.com. Use that promo code BDE, BDE, Bravo Delta echo. I, I was giving some lady some somebody's email today and doing that. And she's like, you were in the military, were you? I'm like, I'm a golf professional. It's about the furthest thing away from the military you could possibly get. <laughs> but, I'm a draft doctor, man. But use our promo code BDE over at Manscaped, and you can join over 4 million men worldwide who trust this trust Manscaped to shave their balls. Uh, I use Manscaped, like I've said on this pod before. I have two different razors. I use one for my face and one for my other area. Uh, don't forget never about cu- your taint too that is that's an underrated place to shave yeah it's phenomenal and with this manscaped four point lawnmower 4.0 with the light on it i can really see clearly into the forest of what i'm doing and clean it up real good you know like you're out there trimming not the your, 70s anymore yeah you're out there trimming your grass like real life i'm i'm at home trimming my own personal grass and that's using manscaped they have the lawnmower 4.0 which i was talking about it's the greatest ball trimmer ever they have the performance package 4.0, 
because you'll get a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, which I'm a little scared to use the nose hair trimmer, but I need to. I'm starting to get some nose hairs that are coming out. So I've got to figure that situation out. They have crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, and performance boxer briefs with a travel bag to hold it all together. So make sure you're going over to manscaped.com. Once again, that's promo code BDE, and you're getting 20% off at manscaped.com to get that performance package 4.0, which brings all that shit together for you. So you're making sure that you're grooming your, your personal lawn. Uh, now that summer's coming up, you really don't want to be rolling around with, with sweaty, disgusting, hairy ass balls. Full stop. 100%. Yeah, you don't need to be sitting in balls soup out there. Clean those puppies up. All right, moving on to the pucks for a little bit before we talk about golf. We're recording this on Monday afternoon, Memorial Day. Um, we're not doing a live show to, today, tonight, When depending on when you're listening to this, Tuesday. We're going to put this out Tuesday morning, but uh, we are not doing a live show due to time constraints with our schedule and the Avalanche playing, and I will be at Ball Arena tomorrow night. But what's your prediction? Game seven. Hurricanes, Rangers, every home game, every home team has won the series. The Hurricanes would be the first team in NHL history, I believe, if they win tonight, to make it to the conference finals without winning a single road game. Yeah, I Carolina's just got a, a great home ice advantage, and I I gotta roll with them. I'm not just I'm not gonna be the contrarian and, and get fucked for it. So but now that I, I've given them the kiss of death and uh you know, because my opinion matters so much, but I I think the Hurricanes are going to do it in seven. The, the dude, they're it's so crazy. The Hurricanes uh, um, road and home like splits with goals scored and goals allowed. It's just fucking. It's like a one eighty. It looks like the Colorado Rockies circa every single year. Um, but even the good years, like two years ago, and then fourteen years ago. <laughs> Wait, was that 15, 14, yeah, 14 years ago. No, it was 15 years ago, 07. Um, and then it was, what, what have we made it? 07, 02, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm rolling with the Hurricanes. Uh, I'll go four to two Hurricanes. All right, I'm going to roll, I'm going to go the other way. I think Shesterkin's in a little bit of a groove right now. I'm going to go three to two More. Rain, Rangers dub. Rangers versus Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it really one of us, one of us is going to sound really smart when you're listening to this, and one of us is going to sound like an idiot. But yeah, and, and realistically, I think we can both agree that it doesn't matter who gets through this round. Like the Lightning are going to beat them. Yeah, and yeah, if they don't, then I knock on wood. I think the Avalanche's toughest opponent will have been the St. Louis Blues. Oh, I don't know. The lightning are scary. I'm but, no, I'm saying if the lightning don't make it through and somehow either Carolina or New York makes it to the finals. Oh, correct. Correct. Well, I think I, I'm going to be very curious. I, I, I don't like, you know, I follow hockey, but not that close. Do you know off the top of your head, if Carolina wins tonight, if Carolina wins game seven, do they have home ice against the lightning? Because that could change that series a little bit because Carolina is just so good at home. No, well, I think the Lightning were the the two seed. So I think Carolina was the three, so I think the Lightning have home ice. All right, I'm looking. Good God, dude, there's so many 
shooting guns in my neighborhood. I feel like I'm in Compton. Whoa. It's not, oh, that is California, so we can call that out. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Colorado. Standings. All right, I'm going to look this up because that would make it pretty interesting overall. Lightning had 110 points this season, and the Hurricanes had 116. Oh, oh so, so Carolina gets home ice if they yeah. – Not that it – honestly, not that it matters all that much because the freaking, like, Lightning are just – with Vasilevsky right now just look like complete – Just an absolute wagon. Yeah, they've – Vasilevsky, I saw a stat. His last seven elimination games that he's played in the playoffs, he's allowed six combined goals. Not even a goal game. How do you beat that? Have we did we talk about this last week? But why is it every goal he's just ugly? They're just weird, dude. I think they're just a different breed of human. Like, yeah, they're like a, just none of them are good looking. Like, even Darcy Kemper at first glance, like he's not bad looking. But then I feel like he opens his mouth. He's just a big goober. Like he looks like, like some. He looks like a Bob's Burgers character. I feel like they when kids start playing hockey. Every kid wants to be like a high scoring forward. And then the kids that can't skate as fast, they make defensemen and the complete lunatics they send to the goal. <laughs> yeah. The kids that need a helmet at all times, no matter what they, they send them to the goalie exactly. position. All right. Well, so well, hopefully you enjoyed those predictions that one of us is going to sound smart. One of us is going to sound dumb, but the abs are in, in the Western conference finals. And that's all we care about. We are going to get to a little later talking about, uh, breakthrough performances because we have finally broken through. And I, when I say we, I mean, the avalanche have finally broken through, gotten past the second round. Uh, it's been a tumultuous couple of years because they have been, if not the most talented team, a top three, most talented team in the NHL uh, for three straight seasons and have not been able to get past the second round. And now they finally have. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about Sam Burns and coming back from a seven stroke deficit. On Sunday, shooting a five under par 65 to tie Scotty Scheffler at nine under and end up taking it in a playoff with an absolute ballsy putt from off the green. It was hilarious because I don't know if it was Brandel Chambly or who I don't really pay too much attention to the announcers at these golf tournaments, but they were talking about how long it had been since Sam Burns hit his last putt. And he had like a 40, 35 to 40 foot bender from back of the green. And just knocks it in. And you could tell Scotty Scheffler is just like, what the fuck? Like, they're friends. So he was just like, uh, like, he said good putt. They saw him, like, the camera caught him saying that. But at the same time, you could tell he was just like, are you fucking joking me? Yeah, that's, there's... that's so demoralizing in golf. Oh, for sure. I mean, considering Burns, we've talked about this before, but considering Burns was the first one to putt. And Scheffler is like, okay, he's probably going to two putt this or maybe even three putt it, I get it close, you know, I'm in the driver's seat and all of a sudden that shit goes in, which I think that distance on the PGA tour, the likelihood of it going in is probably like three to 4%. So one in every 30 of those he makes, but it was just cash dude right off the bat. And it went nowhere, but right. I think it was Jim Nance on the call because it was him and Faldo and oh, Faldo. Was, I think, was it Faldo? The one that literally made the explicit comment that was like, I don't know about this, Jim. He, it's been a long time since he's putted. Oh, yeah. He, he literally said it in Burns' like putting backstroke as he fucking makes the 40-footer. Exactly. So Nick Faldo, 
Nick Faldo's just like an all-time foot and mouth guy. Like I still I don't understand why he's still on TV. Um, I'm not a big fan of his. He just he has this big like holier than thou like type of energy where he thinks he's the fucking man, and it's like, bro, you played f- 30 years ago. Like you're not you're and, and the PGA Tour is so much different now. Like he'd probably be ranked like a hundredth in FedEx Cup, like scraping it around, not not winning. I take that back. That was kind of a hot take. He's he's an he's an all time great, but sometimes that doesn't necessarily translate over into your announcing. And I, I don't really want to get on the soapbox right now, but a lot of golf announcers don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. And also it's like, oh, you don't think Burns could have like went and hit any practice butts? Like there's no rule against him like practicing on the putting green, obviously. So just not hitting a putt in 35, 40 minutes really has nothing to do with the, the putt he had at hand, uh, clearly. Oh, 100%. And going back to your comment about Faldo, I feel like, I mean, granted, like a guy like Nance, one of the greatest com- commentators of all time, they they never played professional golf. And Faldo was a pretty successful professional golfer. Doesn't have to necessarily act like it, but they always gas him up too. Like there was a point in the broadcast on Sunday where they're like, oh yeah, you or, or Faldo was like, yeah, I've had this putt before. I think it was Scotty Scheffler's five-footer to tie the tournament uh, or, or stay even – stay at nine under on the last hole and Faldo's like, oh, I've had this before. And then they're like, oh yeah. He's like, oh, I made it. And we, I won or went on to win and like, and it, but all the other announcers just gas him up even more. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh, well, yeah. It's always looking like gotta be about them. Like if you didn't watch golf every week and you just watch randomly, you'd still know within like 10 or 15 minutes that Nick Faldo won six majors and was on tour for 20 years. Like, he everybody talks about it you know there and there is something to that prior experience but at the same time analyzing what's happening just because you've been there and done that that that, there's kind of a disconnect there so um I digress a little bit but let's talk about obviously Burns's comeback was crazy and just the fact that I was to say that's two weeks in a row now that we've had when we've tweeted our little Sunday morning uh, you know, happy Sunday. Love that. You know, I love that little, little, little nugget in there, but, uh, one of the, the winners has been a field guy and that's two weeks in a row. It's not like, and this one was especially shocking because of Scotty Scheffler being at the, in the leader, you know, one, yeah. he's won three of his last seven tournaments or four, won the masters, number one player in the world. You don't think a guy like that's going to lose it. You think a guy like that's the one that's like, if he's three, four shots back, he's probably going to win. And a guy like, HV three or Scott Stallings or whoever's up the top of the leaderboard is cooked and it went the other way. Oh, for sure. And what a lot of people don't realize, I don't even think we, we realize it till it happens. That's Burns third win this season. Like he is, he is low key. I, I would say it's low key because every week you're not like, Oh, Sam Burns, Sam Burns, this Sam Burns that, you know, he is the second most wins on tour behind fucking Scotty Scheffler. So he's having an unbelievable year. I think he's 25. Like this dude has already made over $6 million on tour this year. And it's fucking not even June. So him and Scheffler just having unbelievable seasons, but let's also talk about a couple uh, major fucking blunders that we had uh, coming down the stretch Sunday. 
The back so, nine absolutely opened these guys up. Oh, my God. Well, so Brendan Todd obviously didn't end up winning. But listen to this stat. He finished the week on the front nine, nine under. So, and he, he what, did he finish it seven or eight under? So, he played the back, the front nine, nine under, and the back nine over par for the week. Which Incredible. is pretty, that's pretty fucking insane. Uh, but Harold Varner was tied for the lead at 10 under going into, going into the back nine Sunday went out in 33. I think it was a par 70. 70. Is it a 35, 35? Mm-hmm. Another lame yep. ass par 70. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, especially in the first holes of par five, like what do you play in? You play fucking par three or par threes and par fours, the rest of the front nine after that. Lame. Lame. Uh, but Harold Varner goes out in 33, tied for the lead at 10, proceeds to shoot 10 over on the back nine, shoots 45. And I think there was actually, I think there was two pars and a birdie in there. So he, I don't, I know for sure. So let's see, two triples, two doubles, uh, and two bogeys and a birdie. Or it was one triple, three doubles, two bogeys. So that's six holes and then two pars and a birdie. I think that he he just had like an all-time like you're a fucking hack type of back nine. Like drunk with your buddies, glizzy on the turn, you suck kind of back nine. And oh, it, yeah. And so he just a real little quick stat. So he lost 10 shots on the back nine. If he loses nine shots on the back nine, he clears another 21 K. If he loses eight shots on the back nine, he clears a a total of 42 more thousand. If he loses seven shots and shoots 42 on the back nine, he clears another 74,000. If he loses six shots, I'm totally lost. Yeah. Finishes at four. He clears 124 more thousand. This is like when you get pulled over and the cop asks you to say the ABCs backwards. Like, I feel like that's where you're, where you're struggling with right now. Right. But I'm just saying like he finishes at five under and he he basically went from 196,000 more. He went from making over a million bucks to making probably 40 K 50 K. Yeah. He made $56,332. I mean, I've never gotten close to making that in a week or a month in my life. So having that kind of week is got to be pretty nice, but not when you're starting the back nine tied for the lead and looking to make over a cool milli. But anywho, shout out Sam Burns. Uh, one other massive breakdown that I got to watch right before my eyes um, was a man by the name of Davis Riley. Uh, he was my long shot pick for the week. He's a fucking 25 year old, like really up and comer. We're going to get into that here in a bit, but he, I saw somebody say he has, he's like with Adam Scott and a couple other guys is like the greatest, one of the greatest swings on tour. I think it was Rappaport or some golf golf. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, it, it could be possible. I'm not the know all, but that they're all those guys are out there for a fucking reason. Mito Pereira was, had the best swing on tour last week. Everybody was saying, so, you know, easy come easy go, but this motherfucker 
So keep in mind, we talked about it. The winning score was minus nine. This dude's minus 11 through, I want to say 12 holes. Um, he then, I think the 13th was a par three. He hits in the bunker left, uh, hits his bunker shots, like three feet, seven inches. I want to say, if I can remember correctly and lips that out, like hard lip out. I was like, Oh shit. So he dropped back into what was a tie for the lead at the time at 10 under dude goes completely off the rails. The next hole blows one, like 70 yards, right straight out of bounds. Like this boundary fence, I think had fucking barbed wire on it. Cause that's how far away from the hole it was. Like it was a property line over another. I don't know if it was actually on that hole or what, but it was not like OB was not like super in play there. And he just pissed down his leg. Uh, and I kind of feel for the dude, but I also don't. Cause then I looked at his season stats. What were you saying, Spence? Well, at his provisional, which was his ball in play right off. Yeah. His, well, his provisional, then he pole hooked it and almost like hit it. Exactly. Like and then you see left. the. Yeah, then you see the driver slam, uh, like, visibly frustrated. And I was like, oh, it's fucking over for him. I had him at plus 5,000. And then he proceeds to, like, hit one, hit a really good shot from behind these trees right at the flag. Um, and he somehow – he was, like, probably three or four feet just short of the green. The pin was in the front. So he was probably only, like, 20, 25 feet from the hole. And I was like, if, if he chips this in – and gets out of here with a five, he's still got a really good chance. He proceeds to hit a chip and barely get it on the green. Like, and it somehow rolled up to like seven feet and he makes a seven footer. But needless to say, he goes from 11 to eight in the span of 25 minutes. And then I think it kind of got off the rails from there. I don't know. I didn't even really pay attention to what exactly he finished at, but I know he wasn't. Um, in the playoffs so that was disappointing I thought we had a, a big winner on our hands I was like this motherfucker's gonna do it because Davis Riley has had one of those seasons where we're just waiting for him to win um, and I think that kind of segues us into our, our next conversation with the avalanche breaking out this year like Spencer mentioned earlier and and getting into the Western Conference Finals after all these second round exits we want to get into just a little bit of uh, guys this year that have kind of broken out from uh, being that guy that's in contention to being that guy who wins. And also I want to talk about some guys who have just emerged as contenders this year. Uh, and we can start with Davis Riley. Like he has, um, I want to say three top five finishes already this season. Let me double check that. But he is uh just had an unbelievable year. He's only 25 years old. This is his rookie season. And he is, he's fourth on tour. He's got six top tens on the year. So, and he's got a, a solo second at Valspar, a fourth at Charles Schwab, a fourth at Zurich. Um, and he's made $2.6 million this year and hasn't won an event. So being 25 years old, uh, I would say that's pretty fucking good. And like I said, he was, what was he born in 97? So that's just peachy. Uh, but it just, it blows my mind that 
He's from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Very cool. He went to University of Alabama, the whole bit like that. And they even one of the things I did mention that they talked about on the broadcast was like all these kids from the SEC uh, that come straight out of college and they're like ready to ready to go, you know, like they're they're ready to compete. Just like in the SEC, you go to Alabama for football you come out, you're ready to play in the NFL. These guys go to Alabama for golf. They come out and they're ready to compete on the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah. I don't know the official stat on this, but I would say roughly every single tournament won the last two months has been like an SEC guy. Yeah. well, And that's pushing Scotty Scheffler in Texas into the SEC where they're going. That's a little, I, I was actually, I was a little bit say... of a cheat. But, yeah, I mean, it's like Georgia. You got Tom's winning. You know, you got Alabama guys. You got Mississippi guys like – all these dudes are coming from the same conference and just dominating the professional ranks right out of the gates too. And uh, one of my breakthrough performers that I want to talk about, and this was from a couple of years ago. So it's, or a year ago, I should say 2021, but um, a guy like Richard, uh, Richard Bland, who he hadn't won a tournament in like 600 plus starts and finally won his first. It wasn't a PGA tour event, but it was a DP world event. Can you imagine playing on the PGA tour or just any professional tour for over probably like 30 years and having 600 plus starts and then finally, finally breaking through and winning. I mean, it's, it's just something that those guys strive for, but like they're grinding, 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 doing well. Like you can make a living on the PGA tour, never winning. And maybe that's like, a podcast for another day where we just talk about all the best players that never won and all the the guys that made the most money that never won. But I mean, a guy like Richard Bland, who's now, uh, you know, he's gotten some, uh, I think he's 49 years old, isn't he? Cause he, he was at the match play this year. He qualified for match play as an alternate, I want to say, or he just snuck into the field and everybody's like, whose dad is this? Like they're all. Yeah. He was a member at the course. Like that somebody tweeted, I, I think this is, they wonder if this is a PGA tour player or a member at the, at the golf course. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's a little disrespect there, but at the same time, like, I think it's badass that guys like that can make it. And that's the beauty of golf is there's no other professional sport where that's even possible to do. This dude's been playing professionally for probably 25 plus years. And, and he might just be peaking right now at 49, which is fucking insane. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a fun one to that, that lasted a couple weeks. He'll probably have a few more good weeks on the, the DP world tour, which I, I love watching. So don't, don't shit talk me, but, uh, another dude that is right about on the cusp of just exploding is Cameron young. And here's another guy that I've picked multiple times this year who he actually has three solo or three second place finishes this year think of how insane that is like Bill Mickelson special yeah he he's he could be right there with like Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler so he's made four point almost 4.2 million this year and hasn't won which is pretty fucking insane um if you're asking me like obviously so that's three three second place finishes and then he's got uh let me see he's got five top tens on the season so he's it in pj tour rankings he's in top 10 he's t ninth in top tens on the year um 
And then speaking of one other guy that obviously has been in the headlines that is still waiting to break out. And we've talked about him at length, uh, his great golf swing and his fucking dog shit putting stroke. Will Zalatoris, uh, he has six top tens this season, another Wake Forest guy. So Will Zalatoris and Cameron Young went to Wake Forest together, so they're boys. Um, and he, Yeah, Willie Z's lost two tournaments in playoffs already this year. Yeah, he has two solo seconds. He's made almost $4.5 million this year and has not won. So these guys are having like unbelievable seasons. They just can't get it done. Like Will Zalatoris has 49 events played and he has 14 top tens on the PGA tour. That's over. That's like 30% of your tournaments are top tens. Well, I think he's also that's fucking got, insane. Yeah. I think he's also like played in like 10 or 11 majors and has a top 10 in, in basically all of them. Yeah. Like, the dude is 14th in the official world golf ranking and hasn't won on the PGA tour. Like, isn't that kind of bonkers? Yeah, it is wild. And like, of course the breakthrough performer of the entire year and maybe the biggest breakthrough performer since Tiger Woods is of course we have to talk about Scotty Scheffler. And even though he's had a rough couple of weeks in terms of giving up a, a, a sizable lead starting Sunday last weekend at the Charles Schwab, and missing the cut completely at the PGA championship and not saying like missing golf is hard and making cuts is hard even, but a guy that's that hot playing a course that he's said he was his favorite course on tour and then missing the cut. That was kind of a rough, rough scene for him, I think. Oh, for sure. But like looking at his numbers this year, he's made $11.25 million just this year. That's absurd to think about. That's not not to count all the the endorsement deals, everything like just on course. So he has eight top ten finishes this year, four wins, uh, just an absolutely insane season. And just so him and Justin Thomas, if we're talking strictly top tens here, uh, him and JT are tied for the PGA Tour lead this year in top tens at eight, and then Sam Bird sits solo third at seven. So pretty fucking insane like scotty scheffler is 25 all these 25 year old dudes like scheffler's 25 um burns is 25 Zal, let's see how old zalatoris is oh 25 uh davis riley he's uh 25 um let's see who else there's a couple other guys that are fucking cameron young oh he's 25 it, what's up with these 25 year olds, Victor Hovland, let's see how old he is. If he's 25, I'm going to shit my pants. Cause I, he's 24. Okay. Even better. Uh, but just this insane amount of young dudes out there. Damn. Taylor Gooch is 30. I did not think that was the case. Cam Davis. I feel like is another dude that's kind of emerged um let's see he's 20 okay so he's 27 he's the australian i thought for some reason he went to i don't know but well another guy that uh broke through this this year is uh tom hoagie who got his first win he's a little older um but he basically gained full pga tour status in 2015 and fi- uh, got a runner-up finish at the american express earlier this year 
It's constantly there with his ugly ass face on Sundays. Um, <laughs> and, and then finally won when he beat Jordan Spieth, who obviously every time he's in it on a Sunday, everybody bets him and thinks he's going to win. Um, but Tom Hoagie overtook him at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which we had Spieth, I'm pretty sure, in that, which is frustrating. But, um, yeah, like that was a huge breakthrough win for him being being on tour for f- six, seven years. And it just goes to show, obviously, how hard it is to get on tour and stay on tour. But winning one tournament is life-changing for these guys because of the, you know, the, the stress it takes off of you for how many tournaments you get to play in going forward exemptions for that tournament get to play in majors etc etc oh absolutely it's it's a game changer and one other dude that you've actually picked a couple weeks this year that uh hasn't done anything for us but he's kind of had an emerging year on the pga tour i know he's won over on the dp world tour but seamus power uh he so guess how old he is spencer i bet you can't guess this seamus power i'm gonna say he's 31 He's 35. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he's, he's an Irishman, but so he's won once on the PJ tour and it was uh, the 20, 2020, 2021 season. So last year he won the Barbasol, which is the most forgettable fucking tour event there is. But then this year he has five top tens and three top fives. And he's made over a million dollars more this year than he did last year when he won. So pretty wild for him to uh, have the season he's having. And he's another guy that I would say between him, Davis, right. Or yeah, Davis Riley, Cameron young and Wills Alatoris. The, I, I would like to put a timestamp on this and say that at least two of the four of those dudes are going to win a, a PGA tour event by the end of the season. Oh, 100%. And going back into the, you know, it'd be kind of fun if it was later in the year too, like playoffs. I was looking up some of this stuff and talking about like first time PGA tour wins and like Camilo Villegas back in 2008 was he won his first ever tour event in the playoffs and then ended up winning the tour championship that year too. Yeah. That's, that's insane shit. And I I don't know. I think it's Villegas. I don't think they actually pronounce it Villegas. Oh, really? Is it Vajagas? Camilo Vajagas? <laughs> Vajagas? Camilo Joe? Yeah, just, I don't think you'll ever see that again in the playoff event where a guy ends up winning a tour championship in his first, like, after his first win. But you never know. I mean, it seems like guys get hot right now and they win multiple times in a row. And you got to be obviously really fucking good to be doing that. But um, just some of the guys are, are, once they get that feeling of winning, you know, it's just like the abs. And this is what all relates to is, once they've got that monkey off their back, then sky's the limit. But when you when you got our guy like, you know, has Harold Varner won on tour? He's won at least once, right? Um, or no. Maybe. I don't think he's actually won on the PGA Tour yet, no. But a guy like that where he's 10 under and then shoots 45, like you, you got to have those kind of ghosts. You know, you're seeing ghosts out there. A little uh, Sam Darnold action. <laughs> yeah, oh, completely. And I, I definitely think there's a uh... – a part of him that needs to get over that hump a little bit for sure. But I, I think he'll, he'll get there eventually. Oh, hundred percent. So before we wrap this uh, podcast up, we want to talk uh, since it's Memorial day and it's a day for grilling. Mitchell's got some brats. Uh, I am not grilling today. I grilled yesterday. I grilled some great steaks, by the way. You uh, did grilled, props grilled, to you. Grilled, 
a couple nights in a row actually i'm a big grill guy now although it is a pain in the ass in my apartment i have to walk down six floors and elevators and shit but uh we're gonna rank we're each gonna give you our three favorite grilling well grill cookout sides and then we're gonna put it on twitter so make sure you vote for whoever's got the better uh the better sides but mitchell i'll i'll go ahead and give you the first pick since i'm a nice guy and and then i'll i'll get number two and then i get back to back we'll snake it okay we'll snake it i got you um my first pick if we're just generically talking barbecue here, I think some really good potato chips are very, very tough to beat. Like, oh, okay. So specific, chips. specifically some ruffles. There's something about ruffles at a barbecue that just like hit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, I will agree with that. I thought you were going to take mine and I'm going to go with the all important staple potato salad. A potato I salad. I knew you were going to do that, you fucker. There is nothing like potato salad to me in this world, especially when you're grilling, barbecuing. Like, I would, I house potato salad. Well, and especially so, our mom makes it, and it. We've just had the same recipe. I feel like it's the same thing with every family. Is every kid just grows up with it the way their mom makes it, and it, it's their favorite version because, like, our mom makes it, and it's like my. I've never had potato salad like hers, and it's just fucking phenomenal. Like, I, yeah. Not a, not a bad pick there. I was definitely in between ruffles and, and potato salad. So, okay. You again. All right. I'm going to go with another type of salad, but we're going to go with a great, it's great. Even in a fucking plastic can right out of a whole foods or whatever store you like to go to whole foods. You're, you're exposing your privilege is a macaroni salad. Oh, macaroni salad is just oh i'm dominating i'm gonna oh dude my mouth is watering thinking about macaroni salad i may need to go to the store and get some of that yeah macaroni salad like is just i'm i'm a big big proponent of like because you potato salad you get kind of not the crunchy but it's more uh what's the consistency of a potato a soft potato i don't know but when you get to the macaroni and you got the the noodles and they're kind of spencer just likes anything that's gooey that you can fucking chew on like rubber a hundred percent big goo guy. So, all right. So I'm going to go macaroni salad with my second pick. Okay. So my, my second pick, uh, and I don't really think you can go wrong here, but there's a certain way to do them is baked beans. Um, I fucking love baked beans, but I think there, you got to add some bacon in there. Like they always say like pork and pork and beans. And there's like two pieces of pork in there. I think you add a little extra pork in there um kind of half cook some bacon like leave it kind of fatty and cut it up and put them in the beans oh fuck me that's so good i i love bake like is it bushes that are the oh dude I, i'm salivating now like it this is a bad look but i think it's bushes is what we always ate growing up and that's just fire you you are right though when you say like when they say pork and beans and they slap like one bite of bacon into the entire can it's a complete crock of shit. There's just no pork in there. It's just beans, 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 a little bit of pork. Yeah, right. I'm, surprised, I'm surprised they haven't gotten sued for false advertisement yet. Just due to lack. You can't fucking call it pork and beans. It's a, That's a travesty. It's beans and a little bit of slice of pork. Yeah, that's a joke. All right, what is your third and final pick for the ultimate barbecue sides draft? Um, It's, I mean, grown up thick chubby little boy i'm still thick 
uh, mac and cheese is always one of the go-tos, especially when you bake it. Like our aunt, shout out to our aunt Barb. She always made the fucking, and it was just like noodles and Velveeta, I think. Like, I'm pretty sure I could easily redo it, but just, you know, when somebody else makes them for you and it just hits different. Like, so Aunt Barb's mac and cheese, but any mac and cheese, like mac and cheese is kind of like sex, even if it's not good, it's still pretty good. So 100% bad mac and cheese is better than no mac and cheese at all. Absolutely. Honey pee. All right. My final pick is going to be, I've had this two nights in a row now. It's unstoppable. It's finally back in stores. I was so thrilled to see it uh, this time of the year in Colorado. Corn on the cob. Cannot beat it. Cannot beat it. It is. It is really good. Like, actually, what's funny is Spencer, when we were barbecuing a couple weeks ago, he goes, what temperature do I cook corn on the cob to? And I'm like, you just fucking put it in tinfoil with butter and you just put it on the grill and it doesn't matter how long it sits there. Like it can be on for 10 minutes. It can be on for 40 minutes. It's going to taste fucking phenomenal complete giant dove a little bit of butter around there corn a on the little cob. bit of butter you eat you're like you eat butter with a side of corn or fucking ghee or whatever you put on your whatever dairy free shit you put on your corn hey man it tastes fire that's all i'm gonna say that's fair do, so, you do you. Uh, so make sure you guys head over to our twitter at big drive energy and vote uh for who you think had the better sides draft we'll get that tweeted out um anything else you have mitch what uh we didn't talk too much about the tournament coming up this next weekend. Um, we may, we're definitely going to get our big bet energy picks out on Wednesday. We're hot. Well, I'll say this: I am hot. So make sure you're following along. Oh, fuck off! Hey, man. One at least it's one of us. We're giving out winners. We're just handing. Yeah, out I guess winners. we're on the same team. I don't need to bring that kind of animosity into the yeah, group. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a me versus you. This is a we. This isn't a me. It's a we. This is a we. You want a bra? We are a team. We are Big Drive Energy. Hope you guys all enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy this next week. Another golf tournament coming up. We'll talk to you guys next week. We got some exciting guests coming up. We are not going to plug them quite yet because we need to get them officially lined out. But we got some guys and gals possibly that you'll want to hear from. So make sure you're following along. Uh, Make sure you subscribe and like our YouTube page. We've got some good clips on there as well as our TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff at Big Drive Energy. You can find us everywhere at that. So appreciate you guys all listening. Hit us with a like. Hit us with a review if you like our pod on whatever platform you're listening to. And and fucking go Avalanche. And go Avalanche. We're hopefully talking to you guys next week after the Avs are up 3-0 on the Edmonton Oilers. And Mike Smith, who couldn't save a fucking full ice shot. Hopefully he crawls back under that troll bridge he fucking got stuck under. (laughs) Mitchell and the ugly goalies. All right, everybody enjoy your week. We're out. Peace.